Hey, this is Scott. And Burke. From the Davis and Davis Show, the podcast for everything Ohio. Two guys who met at the University of Akron and have a love for Northern Ohio. We talk about everything from entertainment to motorsports to fine wine and spirits. Do you want to get a little insight on Northern Ohio from the perspective of two middle-aged men? Well, as we say, grab a beer, a glass of wine, sit down, relax, and listen. New shows every Thursday morning at 6 a.m. Eastern. Just go to www.redcircle.com slash Davis and Davis. Or find us on Apple Podcasts, Prime Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Check out our Facebook page at Davis and Davis. We're not a real law firm. And we just don't care. Welcome to the Cleveland Sports Fan. Welcome to the Cleveland Sports Fan, everyone. It is a fine, fine Tuesday afternoon. Right after a victory Monday, the Cleveland Browns did what they had to do. Uh, It turned out to be a great, great game. Uh, Things at the Cleveland Sports Fan Studios were a little bit down, though, uh, due to the fact that little Dum Dum kept peeing. Uh, during somebody's podcast yesterday. How's everyone yeah, can doing we today? That? No, uh, we, can we address that for a second? I, I think it needs to be addressed. This this dude, okay. We're, he he joins the show, okay, joins the show yesterday morning. Mm-hmm. In the middle of the podcast, I hear the cat pissing in the litter box. No more than what seven feet away from me, which is completely foul, completely disgusting. And it's he. You can. I mean, do you? What do you have to say? Because you are the one who brought this cat here. First, you abandoned the cat at our father's house. But I, I, I was going to say sudden, you, you didn't explain that well because uh, the the fact is is that this is Doctor Dog's cat. Yeah, and we abandoned him three years ago at our father's house, and now he's at our house. And because we have a pit bull, he has to be trapped in this one room. He has to be in the studio, of course, of all places, where I watch sports and where I indulge in every um, game that I can lay my eyes on. All the Browns games that I watch up here, I got a cat pissing seven feet away from me in a litter box. And it's Not just, to mention it's the ridiculous. fact that you gotta smell. I mean, if it poos, what are you gonna do the next time when it poos? Is it my turn to talk? Oh sure. First off, I love that cat to death. <clears throat> I'm feeling a little under the weather myself, um, but that, that that is not my cat. My cat was Oreo, and he unfortunately passed away. That is not my oh. cat. It is. It it it. it 
Oh, even Bob says that that's your cat and you dumped it off on him. If that's the case, then that's my cat. What, you got a problem with him taking a piss? I got a problem with you taking a piss. I do it in the toilet. That's what he's doing, too. Not in your office. Then put his toilet somewhere else, Burly Gunner. There's nowhere in the house to put it. My dog will destroy your cat, and he will end up the same place Oreo did. I beg to differ. (laughs) Oh, that's so wrong. I beg to differ. I think that cat whoops that pit bull's butt. Are you you serious? I'm 100% serious. Yes. Yes. You need to figure out something because it can't. It threw me off. I was like in the middle of a sentence and I just hear this noise and I'm like, what the hell is that? And I just look over the cat's pissing. Oh, Jake, now, you've gr- just granted, I, I, I think I think Jake's totally ruined house. this whole show. All because a little dumb dumb. And why is it why is it that Jake is downstairs outside away from the litter box right now? And you're stuck up next to it. I cannot believe what I'm going through. Our, our backyard is, has a fence. This is, Throw him in the backyard. He can be an outside cat. <laughs> Look, there's flies. Uh, there's flies here. Probably because of the damn litter box. Oh. Dr. Dog, you can come back. Everything is fine. Where did he go? Stop being a, stop being like this. Oh wait, he's he is his father's son. And how many times has Bob hung up on us? Um, it's ridiculous. I, I I'm sorry about the cat. I'm sorry about the cat issues. I I'm still trying to figure out how little Dum Dum got his name. Uh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. The fact is, I didn't even have a choice. He comes up to me last week and goes, "All right, uh, I'm going to go pick up my cat at Dad's. He's going to have to. He's going to have to stay here." I said, "Uh, "Are we still talking about this?" Well, you walked away. All right. Well, can we just move on? Hang on. Hang on. I I do have to say this before you guys go. As far as Leitner goes, we we had a pit bull here uh, for a long time, and and she basically came, or, or the the cat that we had, Beatrice, lived with her for a very long time. Uh, pit bulls are very good with cats. I found out now. Beatrice was not so good with the pit bull. Uh, she would entice Dutchie to come chase her, and then she would promptly turn around and and try to swat out Dutchie's eyes. You hear that? So, you know, cats are a lot tougher and more resilient than you think. You hear that? Yeah, yeah, Le- yeah, Come on, Leitner's a, Leitner's a wuss. Yeah, the only yeah, thing yeah. that Leitner's going to eat is somebody he doesn't know walking into his house. Yeah, 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 yeah. My Dutch is gonna beat your 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 Scooby or 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 or, or. who was it again? My my Dutchie. Dutchie and beat Beatrice. Your, my Dutchie is gonna beat your Beatrice. 
You're just scared to find out. Come on, let him meet. On that note, we're going to throw this off to Mr. Burley Gunner and have a little recap I, of of what we saw this past weekend. Uh, the, the Browns won 14-7. It was a hell of a game, um, a, a good team effort, but I, I wasn't I wasn't thrilled. All right, I'm going to be the guy. Um, to, I'm going to address the elephant in the room, if you will. Baker Mayfield played arguably his worst game since Freddie Kitchens was the head coach of the Cleveland Browns. And in my opinion, Kevin Stefanski coached probably, I mean, one of the worst games that he's coached with the Cleveland Browns, in my opinion. And the reason I say that is because it's just the simple facts of how the game transpired. There were so many missed opportunities. The game should have been won by the Browns 28 to seven. And the Browns, I particularly, I particularly like to speak about the red zone because the Browns are one of the best red zone teams in the entire national football league. Can we agree on that? I think we all agree on that. But yesterday, or excuse me, on Sunday, that was not the case. They were atrocious in the red zone. Awful. It it seemed to me, and I'm going to have to go, and I'll, I'll ask you guys, the Browns had three instances on first down and goal where they threw the ball on first down. First and goal. Now, in, in my mind, that's a four-down territory where you run the ball four times in a row. Settle for a field goal, especially down seven to nothing. What I think could have possibly happened was uh, Kevin Stefanski possibly threw this kind of a, a trick at Minnesota because Minnesota, you have to assume, expects what what Stefanski is going to do. I mean, you got to think Stefanski was in the Vikings organization for 14 years. I'm going to go out on a limb and say, sure, that Kevin Stefanski went off script because that's not the Kevin Stefanski I know. But it was kind of alarming. And then Baker Mayfield, yesterday he was 15 for 33 for 155 yards, no interceptions, so two weeks in a row, no picks. But still, I mean, the the completion rate was not there, and it's not even the completion rate. It's just the missed throws. He had guys wide open, and he had guys – all over, all over the field, quite frankly, wide open. Kareem Hunt, he missed in the end zone. It was a, it was an interesting game. I, the biggest stat that pops out in my head is fifteen for thirty-three, uh, fifteen completions for thirty-three attempts, and that's that's just, I mean, that's unacceptable. You you can't, you can't. You can't keep winning football games that way. Can I say something? The, to, to... the thing about it is, hold on one second. The thing about it was he was 40 for 49 on the season, only having nine incompletions thrown. And now in one game, I mean, 15 for 33, that is – he missed dudes. And he missed guys without even throwing the football. There mm. were times – on Sunday, where I said, "What are you doing? You should have thrown the football there. What are you doing? Why? Are you? I mean, I get 
I mean, he's he's sort of a scrambling quarterback. Not really, though. And he gets a few yards, but he's got Higgins wide open over the middle, Hooper wide open over the middle, and he just missed him. He had a bad game on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, he, yeah, he did. He did have a really bad game on Sunday. Probably one of the worst I've ever seen him play. But um, it, it – you you talked about the red zone, and there was an instance where on first and goal, three times the Browns passed to the ball. That's not like the Browns. We all know that. I agree. I uh, Do I agree with it? No, not 100%. I think one of the times we should have ran. But there was an instance where it was, uh, it, was, it was first and goal on the one. And what did we do? We snapped the ball, and Baker dropped back to throw it to Austin Hooper. Right. And and I watched the game with you, Burley. I was right next to you when, when we were watching the football game. And before before Baker even threw the ball, he was dropping back and looking before he even threw the football. You you threw your hands in the air and said, what are we doing? What what are we doing? And I looked at you and said, Hello. What, what do you what do you mean? Hello. Let me tell you. Let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. Austin Hooper. Austin Hooper would have caught that ball. Why? Because that defender had no idea what he was doing. Go look at the film. That defender defending Austin Hooper in the end zone had no idea what he was doing. He, he, he was not defending him whatsoever. He had no idea. Austin Hooper would have caught that football. But guess what? Baker Mayfield overthrew him. Now, Baker Mayfield had a really bad game. Everyone in the NFL has bad games. That's perfectly fine. What I want to see out of Baker Mayfield is consistency. Can he come back next week and and be better, if not the best game he's ever played after, again, one of the worst games I've ever seen him play? Listen, I'm not trying to bash Stefanski. Like I said, I think he went off script because he was going against his former team in the Vikings. What my issue is, and I looked back at the tape, and yes, if Baker makes the throw, it would have worked, and Stefanski would have scored the touchdown there. Here's my issue. Baker was not having the greatest game. You mean to tell me, at first and goal from the one, you run the ball four times, you're not going to get into the end zone? But that that's what that's what was expected. That was that's what was it expected. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It does not matter. You're the Cleveland Browns. You have the best O-line in the league. You have the best backs in the league. You're the best running football team in the league. You are better. They know it, you know it. They can know you're running it. You can tell them you're running it. It don't matter. They're not stopping it four times in a row at the goal line. The, I'm not gonna do the 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 point that Burley's making is actually correct and and honestly if you think about it analytics would tell you to run it. Yet you not, you have you have a sixty percent chance of a ball being intercepted in the runs red zone, where you have a thirty percent chance of a turnover when you rush. Why are you taking the risk? Yes, and that's perfectly fine, but we're talking about that one specific play. I even said 
previously on this show that should we have passed it all three times? No, we should have ran it at least once. That's what we do. But that's what was expected. If you guys watched it, I know you both did. Austin Hooper was wide open. That's a touchdown. That's a first and goal touchdown. Kevin Stefanski called that great call. It was a great call. It was a great call by Kevin Stefanski. And Baker Mayfield didn't didn't uh, uh, show his expectations. What happened the What happened the series before that on first and I think it was first and goal from the five. They passed again, and Baker Mayfield had a wide open Kareem Hunt, and he missed him. So, in my opinion, when you get the same opportunity just 30 seconds later on the same goal line and now you have it at the one but like i said we are nitpicking at this point okay the browns are three and one the only reason that i'm bringing it up is because the browns are three and one and the three teams that they've beaten have losing records and they lost to the chiefs and they play the chargers who beat the chiefs next week i think uh i think my this is the last thing that i'm going to say about about the game uh, this was the first time that I saw Kevin Stefanski actually kind of flub in play calling. And I think he even recognizes where he made mistakes this weekend. I, I watched his press conference. He said everything that a coach always says. Uh, I watched Baker Mayfield's press conference, which I thought was incredibly Awesome. I mean, I, I, I know I have been hypercritical of Baker since since he's gotten here, but him standing up there saying, "Hey, this is unacceptable," he he said it himself. He's like, "I am. I, I take pride in being an accurate quarterback. This game was was not that." And uh, and and he's beating himself up. I I think next week you're gonna see a different Browns. Um, I I think Burley's right. You gotta you gotta look at this in perspective. They're three and one. Two things. Two things that we can sort of dwell on. You guys can respond if you want. You don't have to. I said this once. I'll, I'll repeat it again. I think maybe Kevin Stefanski. It makes sense that this is you. You you mentioned this is the first time that we've seen Kevin Stefanski like this. It makes sense going up against his former team, trying to go off script and throw them off, and try to switch up their game plan a little bit. And the second thing I will say, not that I'm going to come in and rescue Baker Mayfield. That's not what I'm doing. One thing I will ask you guys, and I want I do want an opinion on this one. That glass that was it's in Minnesota, it's it is a dome, but it's like so open. The sun was beating right down onto the field. Do you think that had any any you know anything to do with the way that Baker was playing? You know, I I, I think uh, I think the shadows and stuff on the field. Are, are always something that you have to contend with, but you have to contend with that in in your stadium in Cleveland. You have to contend with that with any open-air stadium. So I don't think that you could use that as an excuse. Uh, but, yes, it could have – It could have. there's definitely a couple of plays where I was like, oh, he's he's going in and out of shadows. That could That could screw with you a little. I want to I want to leave this off with one question for both of you, 
And I, I, I wish Oshimaya was here because I want to ask him the same thing. Um, if y- we all agree, Baker had a bad game, missed so many targets, as as the as the stats show. What? Well, let's just say Baker has a good game, all right, and it, 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 it hits those targets. Has four or five incompletions on the day. Hits those targets. We do we win 35, 35 seven? You're going to yes. answer yes. Yeah, and I'm going to ask you, okay, so then are we sitting there saying Kevin Stefanski had a great game? Because that's exactly what he did. Baker did not perform to his expectations, and that's all I have to say. Right, but I think they could have won the game 28-7, to 35-7, had Stefanski had a better coaching scheme instead of – because. The coach is the coach's job is to put players in a situation to succeed. He did not do that on Sunday because not that he's the one making the throw, like I alluded to. Baker missed the throw 30 seconds before that. They did it again. You, I mean, like I said, give them props. They got the win. They're three and one. We're nitpicking at this point. We can move off the topic, but I, I just – that's just my opinion. I think we'll see a better Stefanski and a better Baker next week in L.A. And with that, we're going to move into our first segment being brought to you by Dr. Dog and his incredible cat pan liners. Do I need to step out again? So <clears> – <throat> I'm actually I'm gonna continue this uh, this Browns talk. I, it's the it's the greatest time of the year. Football's on. Uh, the weather gets crisp. You know, uh, it, it's just so great to sit down and watch your Cleveland Browns play once a week, and there's nothing better. So, thus far, uh, four weeks, four weeks into the season, the Browns they've honestly looked great. I think they look. I think they look great. Their offense. Um, we're three and one. Their offense. You know, their offense hasn't really hasn't really put up as many points as I expected. I thought their offense would have come out a little more explosive this year. Just a little more explosive. Just a little more explosive. Um, but I do believe that the defense is playing uh, great up this far, up until this point. Um. Uh, I, I, we already talked about last game. Baker needs to step it up. I just need consistency. Nothing wrong with Baker. Everyone has a bad game here and there. I mean, uh, Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback of all time, and he has a bad game. Shoot, he had. A, he, I mean, honestly, I think he had a bad game Sunday. That I, that's just that's just me. I mean, you move on, and I just need to see a better performance out of him in LA. But uh, as a Joe Woods in the defense. Uh, I think I think I saw a stat. It was the the Browns defense have given up what was it twenty points in the last ten quarters. Twenty points in the last ten quarters. That's solid. That's dating solid. back to the dating back to the half that you were ripping Joe Woods and his defense. I whoa! I was not ripping nothing. I said I would not. I I no no. I said I would not put any words in my mouth on Joe Woods until at least week six. That is not his fault. He needs time to mesh. We're all good. We have one loss to the Kansas City Chiefs off a muffed punt. We are perfectly fine. The Browns look absolutely great. 
Although the Steelers, we won't talk about that. So, um, I, I, I want to pan off a little more on Coach Stefanski. I think I, I think he he's trying to run back back to back Coach of the Year. I think he's having a great great year thus far, making the plays. I know you guys didn't think he 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 called a great a great game last week against the Vikings, but I I me personally, I mean it's not the best game he's called, but I think he 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 held his own and and he called a great game. It's just if I don't want to point point fingers at Baker. I mean, like I said, gotta give the man a break. He's done so much. Um, but if he if he hits his targets, he does what he needs to do. You know, we win that ball game easily and and with a greater score. And it's again, we're all thanking Kevin Stefanski for going out and once again coaching a great game. We go to LA next week to hopefully win four games in a row. Uh, the 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 running the running duo it, it, they need to come to play next week. They need to come to play. The Chargers have a have a pretty great defense. Uh, pat, pass passing defense as well. Uh, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. I want to talk about this real quick before I go and ask you guys some questions. Um, we have the greatest duo quarter or duo running back in the NFL. There, no one will disagree. We have the greatest two running backs in the backfield. Nick Chubb got the bag last year. He got paid. He got everything he wanted. He got paid. And uh, this year so far, he's playing great. But I, I just want to give a shout out to Kareem Hunt because man, that guy has looked absolutely phenomenal, and he honestly is looking like he has got the bag in the off season. So shout out to our uh, running backs. But uh, yeah, that is that's all I got. The Browns playing playing some really great football. Can't wait to see what's coming up next. Uh, okay, yeah, I have to go back on this this comment that you made about us losing the game to Kansas City because of a muffed punt. Um, I, Is that I think not you, what happened? I think you need to remember that our defense could not stop Kansas City from moving the ball. I mean, Kansas City couldn't stop the 75-yard one play bomb to Tyreek Hill downfield. I'm not worried about that. We'll stop that in the playoffs. I'm not worried about that. Not at all. Not I, at all. I'm just I'm just saying you, you you know, you said that it was a muffed punt that, that right. ended all that right. game. It was the defense that ended that game. Uh Yeah, I, I mean I, I I agree with you. The Cleveland's Cleveland's playing like like the Cleveland Browns of 1981. Uh, I'm very, I'm, I'm ecstatic. I'm happy. I'm smiling. Uh, and it all starts with a great, solid head coach, and that is what we have. And I don't think he's missed a beat. I don't think he's missed a beat since he's been on the Browns. Um. Okay. Did you see the game last Sunday? Oh my gosh! Yes, I did see the game. But if Baker completes 15 more, 10 more passes, we win the game 35 to 7. And and we're thanking Coach Stefanski for having a great game. I don't understand. I don't understand. Um, I, Scott, Scott, Scoot, whatever you want to go by. I got a question for you. Um, 
I'm talking about I'm talking about the, the the running backs in Cleveland and the greatest duo running back. Uh, I think Kareem Hunt is not playing better, but I think Nick I think Kareem Hunt's playing you know just at the same level as Nick Chubb, who just got paid huge in the offseason. Uh, he's playing way above his expectations. So I want to ask you, what are your opinions on? Uh, the Browns' weapons, whether it's running backs, wide receivers, tight ends, for Baker. It's a, this this is a this is kind of a loaded question, uh, because of the injuries that we're dealing with right now. But really, Baker Mayfield has probably the best wide receiver in Odell Beckham Jr. Even though he's still coming back from from injuries, you have you have. Peoples Jones uh, and 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 Higgins, who are solid. I mean, if you throw the ball to these guys, they generally will catch it. Uh, then you got Kareem Hunt and and Nick Chubb, and I almost I almost disagree with you. I almost think Kareem Hunt's doing better than Nick Chubb this year. I mean, uh, that's what I was going for. But uh, yeah, it, it's. Uh, it's an incredible group of people around him. There is no reason why he shouldn't be able to beat every team in the NFL. You know, it, it all comes down to the confidence that Baker Mayfield has inside himself. And, you know, I, 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 I'm a true believer in, in uh, repetition stick with what you do good don't try to, to jimmy up the playbook just because you're going up against a different team do what you do best stick that ball in kareem hunt's hand and nick chubb's hand let miles garrett and jadavian Clowney take care of the ends and you're gonna win every football game so there, I, I think the talent around him is incredible. I've never seen a team like this before. Anything to say on that, Burley? No, I think you hit it right on the head. I just think that uh, Nick Chubb and, and Kareem Hunt behind the offensive line, it's, it's, it's clearly the best running back uh, tandem, the best run game in the league. It's better than the 49ers. It's better than the Rams. It's better than, you know, Baltimore. All the high, you know, Dallas, it's better than all the, the high-powered run games in the entire league. And the fact that Cleveland can balance it well enough with the pass, let I mean, disregard last week's performance by Baker Mayfield. He's normally pretty good. Um, started the season 40 for 49, completing the ball. So I think it mixes all together, and the defense is playing amazing. Defense is playing the, the best of, of the three when you're talking about special teams, defense, and the offense. So that being said, now I, I got a question for you, Burley. Now I, I've been, I've been excited to ask this. I think we're, we're far enough in the season so far to ask this question at least once. Um, I know, I don't want to say you were upset, but I know you were very, very confused and mind boggled on why we didn't pay Baker this off season going into this year, because he already, has has done what he needs to do, brought Cleveland to a playoff, you know, starting every game. I mean, I'm not going to disagree with you, but 
my question to you is, this far in the season, three and one, going to L.A., if we already paid Baker Mayfield, how would you feel right now about his performance? It has nothing to do with performance, and I've said this before. Paying Baker Mayfield wasn't as much as he deserves it, even though he does, even though he did earn it. It was the simple fact that the way the Browns were built and the way the team looks with Odell and Jarvis and and the running backs, you need to try to win right now. You need to go after it now. So by giving him one more season to prove it, and for the, the, the people listening that are not viewing, I'm using air quotes on that, one more season to prove it, you don't need one more season to prove it because you know what you're going to do if he proves himself this year to not be the guy. Well, then guess what? You're already in a hole because you have this team that's ready to win now and you have to go back into the NFL draft and redraft another quarterback and add on to that long, long list. So that's my thoughts on it, Jake. I can't. You can't say after just one game, how are your thoughts on it? I'd still pay the guy. I'd pay him right now. I would pay him tomorrow if that was an option, even though the the 15 for 33 performance, just because I think that it, – and I don't want to make it sound like I don't like Baker Mayfield. I love Baker Mayfield. But essentially, the Browns are kind of stuck with Baker Mayfield. Scoot? Stuck. They're stuck with How are Baker they not? Mayfield. How are they, they not? Are if they move stuck. on. Um, it, it, here's the thing. It, it, us not backing the truck up this year was the best thing that the Cleveland Browns could have done. We were only $10 million under the salary cap this year. If we would have signed Baker Mayfield prior to this football season starting, you would have had to have gotten rid of five players. Five players. Not little players, five key players. Us holding off until next year puts the Cleveland Browns in the 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 realm of being able to keep Baker Mayfield and the majority of the team that we already have because the salary cap's going to go up. Last year, we had no people in the stands. There was no income from ticket sales, which is why the salary cap was as low as it was this year. You're talking another $100 million being added onto the salary cap next year. You get to, so instead of us having to cut somebody like Kareem Hunt because we can't afford him or we pay the luxury tax, that, that luxury tax kills you for two years. This was, this was a great, smart idea. Now, I have said that this is Baker Mayfield's second year. I know that everyone disagrees with me on that. This is truly his second year in the football league. The first two years, you can't count. Do I think that that's the only reason not to pay him? No. I look at the financials. Having that salary cap jump up, 
you may actually have the exact same team next year that you have right now. I'll tell you what, if, I, if it's not a cat taking a leak over in the corner of the room, it's the neighbor's dog wolfing through the window. Or a Cam Newton take on why he should be in the Hall of Fame. Here, I'll give you Oh, my quick. gosh. Oh, my God. Can we take a break now? I'm not. No. No, 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 no. Why? All right. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back in a minute. <laughs> we should be smiling. What the hell are you doing? Well, he's eating. Why are you eating? Why are you eating a sandwich? We just took a break. Holy crap! I, you look just like your dad. I Who? know, right? You, Burley. Hey, I picked up a lovely peanut butter sandwich with no crust on the way to Cleveland Brown Stadium. Don't you worry. <laughs> it's pretty good too. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, hey, I have a question for you two. Yeah. What do you think are the chances of the Cleveland Indians getting into the wild card? <laughs> the Indians are the Indians finished as the best worst team in the American League. The best worst. Oh, how fitting. Might, you might want to give that to the Tigers. Um, no, the Indians, they finished above the Tigers. Gotta love that. Gotta love that. It kind of leads us into, into a, a, a little chat that we're about to have with Mr. Burley Gunner about about some baseball stuff yeah about some baseball that's going to be uh here in a couple hours listen the the boston red sox squeaked their way into the postseason and somehow some way they will host the wild card game they're going to host the american wild uh, the american league wild card game tonight against none other than the New York Yankees. Now listen, before anybody says anything, if this game tonight doesn't excite you as a baseball fan, you don't have a pulse. You have zero pulse if this game doesn't like like red flags, alarms, uh, everything sh should be going off in your head saying, man, I got to make sure that I am in front of this TV screen tonight for this game that being said okay the boston red sox squeaked into the playoffs they were losing series to teams with losing records losing series to the orioles losing series to you know literally the worst teams that you could even think of imagine in the world in the uh, postseason they dropped a game um to the nationals that put them in the situation to have to then come back they were trailing five to three in a game where they went out on Sunday while all the football was going, all eyes on football, they went out there and 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 they were told, if you win this game, you will you will be in the playoffs. You, this will not be your last game. They were losing five to three. 
in the seventh inning. Now, granted, they came back and they took command and they won, but the Blue Jays swept the or- Orioles, and it's a damn shame that they didn't get into the postseason, in my opinion. But tonight, it will be Boston and it will be New York. So let me break down the game for you. The Yankees and the Red Sox to play for the right to go to the American League Division Series, the ALDS. The rivalry, everything about this game is so sexy. If you're not watching it, like I said, either you just don't like baseball, you're a hater, or you have no pulse. The, the record between these two teams this season is 10-9 in favor of Boston. Boston has the series lead 10-9 to over the Yankees. However, Nathan Eovaldi is going to take the bump for the Boston Red Sox tonight, okay, against Garrett Cole for the New York Yankees. When Nathan Eovaldi pitches against the New York Yankees this season in the regular season, it's happened six times that he pitched against New York. The Red Sox were two and uh, two and four out of six games against Nathan Eovaldi or uh, with it with uh, Nathan Eovaldi on the mound. Garrett Cole, when he's on the mound against Boston, he's two and two. The Yankees are two and two when Cole is on the mound. All right. However, one thing that should be noted in the whole stat line: Garrett Cole faced Nathan Eovaldi twice this season. Beat them both times. The Yankees are 2-0 against the Boston Red Sox with Garrett Cole on the mound against Nathan Eovaldi. A combined score of 11-4. Now I want to ask both of you, first of all, your opinion on this game. And then second, is there a team that should be challenging New York tonight other than Boston, are you with me that Boston kind of snuck their way in at the last second? Because in September, they really were playing like they wanted to be out of the postseason. I'll start with you, Scott. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, New York's overrated. Uh, Boston... Boston has been my pick ever since the All-Star break. So I believe that they deserve to be there. Uh, Yankees um, um, really should have sat at home, and the Toronto Blue Jays should have been in this wild card game. I think the Toronto Blue Jays got a bad... uh, Well, they... Their record's not as good as it should have been, and I blame part of that on the fact that they had to play in a stadium that wasn't in their hometown. They didn't have fans there that wanted them to... to. Having fans really does change a game. Uh, I I just... I, I feel like... I feel like Toronto is the better team than the Yankees. And should have been there. Or it could just be the fact that I hate the Yankees. I think that's what it is. Could be. Because I think the Yankees out of the group, out of that mix, the Yankees are definitely the superior of the mix. They have the best ace out of the three teams. They have the best bullpen out of the three teams. They have the best closer out of those three teams. And they have the best, I think they overall – 
the Blue Jays lineup and the Red Sox lineup hits for contact. They move runners. But the Yankees, you know, with two swings of the bat, could have five runs on the board. So they're a very dangerous team. They're going to live and die by the home run ball. And if they're going to win mm-hmm. the game tonight, they're going to have to hit one, at least one home run, probably two. Joey Gallo is going to have to yank the ball down the line in right field. It's just that's they're going to have to hit the home run ball. But, but I think Boston's going to have a tough time uh, against Cole tonight. I think Cole just comes out. I know he's had a off year when it comes to like consistent consistency. But again, against Nathan Eovaldi, the Red Sox have lost eleven to four combined score in those two games. Jake, are there is there a team that you have? Um, on the outside that's looking in, kind of praying that they would have won, you know, maybe their last couple games. There you go, Milo. Uh, sorry. I was giving the last my I was giving the last of my sandwich to the cat. Um but where's the cat? So, he's always by my side. Always. It's my cat, remember? Um but why you know, is the, to, but why is wait, no no no. Why is the why would the cat not be Where's the, well, the cat should be in this room? Cat's by my side. Uh, you, you don't. You, hey, let me take care of my cat. You're outside. And he's always by so, my side. I'm giving him the so rest he, of my peanut butter sandwich, and that's all you need to know. Why does he need to be trapped in my whatever room you want to call this? My office? That's where he needs to go if he's not outside. But I want to answer your question on this wild card game. And um, honestly, me and me and Scoot have the, the, the same idea. We 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 do. But there but there's a slight little left turn in this. I think me and you, Scoot, we have the same idea. I think the Blue Jays totally deserve to be in this uh, wild card game. But um, the little turn is is I don't I, I, I don't think it was Boston. I think it I think it should be New York versus Toronto. I don't think Boston deserves to be in this playoff game. I mean, you got to give them credit where it's due. They are hosting it, so uh, kudos to them. But you know, like Burley said, and he's he's completely right. You both are right. But Boston has not been playing great, and 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 the last game of the year to determine if you're going. You know, backs against the wall, and you're down. What was it, two to three runs in the seventh? That, that's, I mean, that's un, I, I don't know. That's unacceptable. Uh, hopefully, they come out with some fire against Garrett Cole. I don't see it. I think the Yankees win this game. But uh, if it was the Yankees versus the Blue Jays, uh, that'd probably be a different story. But I see you got your, see you got your hand raised over there. Let's 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 see, hear it. I, I, you have to remember that this game is a one and done. I mean, we're sitting here talking about Garrett Cole being on the bump. We're talking about Ivaldi being on the bump. I guarantee you, you're going to probably see two starters from the Boston Red Sox hit the bump tonight. This is a, you must win this game. So, I, I, I just, while Garrett Cole's great, I don't think that the Yankees are gonna are gonna pull through two or three starters from Boston. I don't and know. I, mean, I, I 
I, I like I said, is if the Yankees are going to hit, you know, if the Yankees, if you tell me the Yankees hit two home runs tonight, the Yankees are going to win. If you tell me the Yankees don't hit a home run tonight, they're not going to win. Stole the words from my mouth. I mean, yeah, that's, that's all I have to say. You just stole the words from my mouth. If uh, the, uh, This game relies on the Yankees' bats. If the Yankees' bats can get going, then it's going to go good in their favor. But if they can't hit, they can't hit a baseball, then they're not they're not going to win. And like I said, the Yankees, they've been spotty this year. Just, just like Boston. Boston's had some good runs. Like right after the All-Star break, Boston became became a powerhouse. And, and that's why I was like, man, they're, they're, they're on a roll. They're going to make it. But the Yankees have been the same way. They've had four-game losing streaks. They... This honestly is going to come down to the, I think you're right. I think it's going to come down to the first home run that's hit tonight. Whoever hits the first home run is probably going to win that game. I would agree. I, the winner the winner's going to play Tampa Bay, by the way, which is really <laughs> exciting, really interesting because, you know, that's another American League East matchup and – I mean, we're, we're we're used to see, we're used to seeing Boston and New York being the top dog, and now the Rays are the top dog, and the Yankees and the Red Sox are battling to get in and, and, and play them. I think it's just really exciting. <laughs> this is okay. Really, this Major League Baseball season, even even with even with Cleveland not being in it, I'm I'm a I love baseball. I love baseball more than football, guys. I, I know that that's going to surprise a lot of people. I love baseball. It was the only sport that I played well. I was not good at football. I was not good at soccer. I was not good. I was good at baseball. Love baseball. And if you look at the teams that are in this postseason, man, it's eclectic. It's nice to see different teams in there this year. Uh, I just think I I think whoever wins tonight between New York and Boston, uh, they're going to be the ones that make it all the way to the World Series. Really? I'm gonna shut up now because I know Burley has something to say about that. <laughs> I mean, I. No, 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 no. See, I don't I can't believe you said that. So you think the winner of the game tonight is going to just take it all. Go to the World Series. Mhm. I think I think Boston, New York, and Tampa Bay are all three better than the White Sox. Okay, so you're now targeting the White Sox. That's why you brought that up. I see what you did there. Well, okay. I, I have to target the White Sox we were talking because about the Rays. I, I know I, I have to target the White Sox, though, because of the fact that, that they're automatically into the ALCS uh, because uh, uh, they bolted down the trash cans. So Houston's not going to um, be able to beat Houston's them. Not gonna, Houston's not going to beat Chicago in that series. And I believe that I believe that Tampa Bay would would. I think it'd be a good series, but I think Tampa Bay would ultimately pull out and it, we would see the White Sox versus Tampa Bay in the in the ALCS with the White Sox taking it. I don't think that the Yankees or the Red Sox 
would get by Tampa Bay. However, each of them could. I, I think the Yankees more so uh, than the Red Sox. The Yankees would literally have to catch fire and and hit the long ball at, at a high at a high volume like we've seen them do in the past. They'd have to hit it at the right time in that series. But I don't know. I don't see them getting by, and I really don't see Boston getting by there. Like at all. Uh, yeah, the Ray the Rays are a tough ball. They're a tough ball team. They're they're a good ball club. I don't know. I mean, as 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 much as I think the the White Sox are a good uh, hitting and pitching club as well, I, I I don't know. I'm trying I'm trying to determine who 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 comes out of the AL. Um, is it Chicago? The White Sox. Is it Tampa? Yes. No, it's Chicago. I think it's is Chicago. It, is I it, think is it is it New York or Boston? It's Boston. What hey, about the my, National League? What about the National League? The, I mean, it's oh, I mean, Dodgers, Cardinals, Cardinals are red hot. They went, they went on a huge winning streak to end the season. Uh, like they lost like one game out of their last twenty. I mean, are they are they going to send out Adam Wainwright to beat Max Scherzer? I don't think so. Mm. Dodgers, Cardinals. I mean. You, you, well, let's see. They they the, have Wainwright slated for the bump, so yeah, it's Wainwright versus Max Scherzer. But I mean, mm. it's also the Dodgers versus the Cardinals. The Cardinals might have struck fire a little too early. Burley and Burley and I had this conversation. What what last week? I think it was two or it was two weeks ago. Uh, yeah on our show and and I said LA was going to pull off the wild card no matter what. I think I'm going to stick with that. Um where it goes from there, I'm interested in hearing what you two have to say uh because I I don't think either of you are going to agree with me. No, I agree with you. I think I think it's inevitable LA wins that wild card. Um I don't I don't think there's going to be an upset there. The, I mean, it's going to be upsetting for St. Louis because they played, they fought like hell to get into this wild card game. I just think they're going up against the tough Dodgers team, reigning World Series champs. They want to get back there. Not only that, though, I think they just, they want to get their opportunity to play the Giants. I think that is what their next goal would be. I mean, obviously they would, I mean, that's what, that's what the winner gets, the Giants. So, I think you got to look at it as as the Dodgers just I mean they they are a team that is built to be in the World Series. That team like the New York Yankees and that's why I picked both of these two teams to win the wild card. Both of those two teams are built to win the World Series. So I think that they both win the wild card game. And like you said Scott the Cardinals are going to be are, are like like the Red Sox. Could we could see two starters tonight, bro? They've got they've got starters out the wazoo over there in LA. Mm-hmm. They could throw out Scherzer, then they could turn it to Walker Bueller. They've got Julio Urias. They, I mean, Clinton Kershaw's back. What what more do you want for for LA in one game to beat the Cardinals? 
No problem there. That, no that's that's where I'm going to stop you. I'm going to stop you right there. And, um, you know, I think you guys know my take on the Dodgers. Uh, if you look at them on paper and you, you, you look at everything all around, I think they have on paper statistically the best team in the MLB. Um, I just think they have everything a team needs, um, pitching, closing, hitting. But um, uh, if you ask any person, they're probably going to say the Dodgers win this game, as they should. But I don't know if you guys feel the same way. Probably not. But I I just I, – I feel like this being a one-game one game series is just like it, – it, I don't think that benefits the Dodgers at all. At all. That's just me. So I think it's more of a – I think it might be more of like a, you know – if 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 St. Louis comes to play, then the Dodgers might be sitting there with their tail between their legs and and hoping to come back in the, in the last couple innings. Uh, I, I mean, if, if 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 let's be real, you know, the Dodgers should take care of the Cardinals. You know, more superior team. But like you said, the Cardinals have been really hot. Did they strike fire just a little too early? Well, I mean, they just got one more game to play, Burley. They have one more game to play. And if, if, if they win, they move on. Like, it's – I, you know, I think one game deciding who moves on is does not benefit the Dodgers whatsoever. I think the Dodgers win 2 nothing. Mm. I, mm. I, I, I think – I don't want to give and a I winner. I think New but York think wins, like, 6-2. to two. <sighs> I don't – I don't want to give a winner for the the NL, but I think I think it's going to be a high scoring game, um, five mm-hmm. to six, five to no. six, maybe maybe six to seven. Oh, hell um, no! And for for the for the AL, you getting, I will did you say get the my, did you get the Oreos or uh, did you get the little Dum Dums catnip? <laughs> no, I, I mean I, if that's what you want to think after I make this next take, I think the Yankees win. And I actually think they win kind of big tonight. I think I think they could win big too. Are you in that catnip? <laughs> Boston is going to beat New York five to four. Get out of here. L.A. is going to beat St. Louis two to one. I don't know. I still think St. Louis will get one. One point in there, but but Jake did bring up a good point. If if you look at both both L.A. and St. Louis, they're stacked for pitching. Both teams could be throwing starting pitchers out there. I, I mean that I think while I'm excited about Boston and New York, I think I think L.A. versus St. Louis is going to be is going to be the crapshoot game to watch because they could go either way. No, I think it's the other way around. I think it's I I, I think it's the mm. other way around. I think the St. Louis LA game is going to be the more entertaining. Now, now, I I may I may next week be looking at you guys with pie on my face. You're absolutely right, but I have faith in Boston. Pie face. Pie, pie. What kind of pie? Any kind of pie. Pumpkin pie? <laughs> so, uh, 
well, this is still Burley's segment, right? Yeah. Uh, we can have uh, Dr. Dog take us out with the uh, process of what he did during the break, making his sandwich. What was on Wait, that sandwich? I mean, do you not see where we're at? We, we obviously had to travel to Cleveland Brown Stadium. You know, I, I picked one up on the way. Just picked it up on the way. Was it peanut butter it. and jelly? No, no, that's the thing. It was just jelly, but the crust did come on it. I had to tear the crust off myself. Wait, you said that it was peanut butter earlier. It's just peanut butter. Yeah, no jelly. Just peanut butter. <laughs> Well, a second ago, you just said that it was just jelly with no peanut butter. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Check the tape. Check the tape. He just said, is there jelly on it? And I said, no. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, yes, we will be right back. Uh, I want to have a little discussion that that Bob and I had on, on our other show the other day. Uh, there's there's some things that are starting to bother me in NFL, in pro sports altogether. Uh, and that's the fact that we're now starting to see, over the past five years, major injuries, especially aimed at the knees, and the ankles a lot of mcl uh we also have uh elbows in baseball and i think it's important for us to actually start looking statistically at what's going on and what's causing this is it the fact that that pro athletes nowadays are are pushing themselves beyond what their body can do? Or is it the rules that we have set up that's making it more dangerous for a pro athlete to to have an injury like, like they're getting? And I'm gonna bring up a couple of examples. Josh Naylor's one of them. The Josh Naylor accident that happened, uh, that that was uh, uh i don't know if I, everyone's seen it uh, yeah. he he literally was running across the field and his his cleat dug into dug into the ground which caused him to to literally shatter his ankle uh, uh i'm I've never been a big fan of artificial turf, but the accident that he just had was on was on natural grass. I mean, and it was bad. We're dealing with with people in in football who are who are dealing with uh, ACL and MCL tears left and right. I, I just went through the injury list before we did this segment. To, to count it up and over 50% of the people that are on the NFL's injury list right now are knee injuries 25% are ankle 
I'm trying to figure out where professional sports needs to go to protect their players. Uh, NBA is the the same thing. We're dealing a lot with with ACL, MCL strain and tears. Uh, and I mean, you've got seven foot tall guys running on hardwood and stopping on a dime. I mean, I, I just watched video from last year. I can't remember what player it was, but literally his knee just looked like it exploded when he stopped. And I'm I'm going to ask a couple of questions here and see what, what you guys think. One of the things that came to my mind, and this is more for the NFL and, and basketball, uh, or more for the NFL in itself, the ACL, MCL, and Achilles problems that we're having. Burley, do you think that this is a direct result of the rules change where people are supposed to be tackling below the waist now? Yeah, I think it is. I think there's a better way to go about it other than saying pretty much if you're, the crown of your helmet touches another football player's helmet, then you're going to be penalized and in some situations kicked out of the game. I mean, you see this in college happen all the time. Um, people are getting ejected and suspended because of this, and it's not fair because they're really just trying to prevent the way that what it's now what it's now causing is that they are trying so hard to not let the crown of their helmet touch another one's helmet that they have no choice but to go low and that's where you're going to get a lot of knee injuries at so i think there's a way to clean it up i think that it needs to be a judgment call there are very few judgment calls in sports most of most of the rules go by the book but there are some instances where it can be a judgment call and this would be a judgment call by an official if you think it's targeting you throw the flag down it immediately goes to the booth you review it and if it seems malicious if it seems like it was unnecessary then yeah you throw the flag but it, it, the, the simple fact of well the rule states that the crown of the helmet touched the other helmet so that's a automatic suspension in some cases it just doesn't make any sense to me and I think you're absolutely right it leads to more you know, going down and, and seeing the knees, you know, go down and bringing up the baseball side of things. Actually kind of interesting to to think about maybe, you know, the the Major League Baseball now taking a turn and having those – a lot of them have turf infields. But I can't – you know, the turf outfield would be unique. What say you, Dr. Doug? You know, I think the simple answer is it's, it's just – it's yes in the NFL – I think the NFL is uh, it has it has a little different. Uh, the injuries are a little different than other sports in MLB and uh, NBA. But I think the NFL and the, the 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 main the main reason why all of these players are getting injured, uh, specifically in the knees and ankles, is because of yeah how 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 the rules are nowadays and how they play football. Now um, my answer is yes. Now I'm going to move on and. Um, give my little side comment like I always do. And I know I did this earlier and I shouldn't have because this is a great example to use it on. Back when Cam Newton was in his prime, there wasn't none of these penalties. None of these penalties, none of them. Do you guys maybe think that him and a couple other players around that time 
was the reasoning for this result? Because, I mean, face it, guys, they, 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 they were doing anything they could to get I, – I hate, I hate singling this guy. Cam Newton, they were doing anything they could to get this guy down, whether it's hitting him in the head, and no flags were called. And then they look back and they said, well, well, this isn't okay. They can't do this to anybody. It, I, I mean, I think it all makes sense. I think it's, I, I think it's trying to protect the players, and uh, I think it took a turn that they, they honestly didn't think it was going to take. So – let me let me swing around to baseball. Uh, uh, Doctor Dog used to play baseball, and uh, was supposed to play baseball in college. Let me ask you a question about this. Um, I was I was looking at what happened this year with baseball. How do you think I was? Just cheerleader? Uh, well, from from what your dad said, you really weren't that athletic at all. So. Anyway, what? Yeah, he, he hit the hell out of the ball. Show. Yeah, he picked a damn good show to miss. I'll tell you that because I was. Oh, what? We'll have a. We'll have to have a talk with him. <laughs> so, this show's over. So, so we we've been seeing uh, over the past ten years uh, a lot of Tommy John's surgery, different stuff like that. Um, one of the the issues that that I've had is the prolonged preseason uh with baseball you have an entire month of preseason not counting your training camp before that so you know here you are you're you're about to go into 162 games and your 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 star pitchers are already pitching 80 80 pitches a game for four weeks is is preseason too long now well i i mean yeah i never really looked at it this way but now that you mentioned and i am going to bring up say that i mean no they're not playing 162 games they're playing 200 games every year um i never looked at it this way and i actually need to look more into it but yeah i mean that's that's four or five outings for a pitcher and, and they could get hurt in that four or five outings. And my time in pitching, you know, every outing means and it counts. You know, I, I, I got hurt in my, in my career playing baseball. Why? Because I overused my shoulder and I overused it and I overpitched it. You know, as much as everyone wants to love, you know, loves to get on the bump and, and pitch in a baseball game, you know, there's, there, there's a limit where you can, but at least in a certain time. You know, you're going to hurt yourself. And, and maybe that's why all these people are getting – getting Tommy John surgery. So, yeah, I mean, I've never looked at it that way, but I think you're absolutely right. I think they need to minimize the preseason, if not just make it a week, because spring training spring training is enough. I mean, you, 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 you do everything you need to do in a baseball game in spring training. What do you say, Burley? I mean, I've, I've never been a fan of, of a, a month-long MLB you know, spring training. I've never been a fan of four games in, in the NFL for preseason. So they shrunk down that in the NFL to three. Uh, why can't the MLB shrink it down to, you know, 20 games, 15 games? Like what what is their purpose of needing to do all of this? Because the NFL only needs four games. Now only three. So I think that if you, you know, I'm not saying you, you report 
two, three weeks later, you can still have pitchers and catchers report the same exact time. And then the, the, everyone else reports the same time, but maybe you practice as a team instead of going for like an extra two to three weeks and limit the games. And if you really want to get uh, really good practice, the best practice we ever had whenever I played baseball, I mean, I know I wasn't very good apparently, but when we did have our, when we did have our um, practices, the best practice is when we scrimmaged against each other as a team. So I think that would, you know, be something that the major league could look at and shrinking, uh, shortening the, the off season or not the off season, but shortening the spring training. But ultimately you can't start the season any earlier than you do. So what's the difference? You brought up a good point and it's, that's going to swing me back towards the NFL. And I've had discussions about this in, in the past, I don't like preseason. Preseason is a waste of time to me. I would rather you guys have a training camp and go straight into the season instead of playing 17 game or 16 games a year, you know, or 7 it's 17 now, right? Where it's yeah, yeah 17 games yeah, a year. 17. I would rather you p- play 20 games a year and have no preseason. Just let your preseason be training camp. Yeah, because essentially, essentially, we could have seven games under our belt right now. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm not trying to say let's get rid of all the preseason. I mean, you need some sort of, you know, head to head, you know, uh, uh, matchup against some sort of some sort of team before before you get ready to to, to put it on your record. I mean, it's just different. They get all of that in OTAs. They get all of that in, in. their their camps, all all of that. Yeah. They 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 scrimmage. They have dual joint practices with other teams. They're fine. They're but now fine. you gotta think. But now you gotta think about the rookies. You gotta keep the rookies in your head. So like every sport's gonna be different. I think so. Expand football, you, training camp for the rookies. I think I think you don't get rid of preseason completely. I think you you give the NFL one preseason game. You give MLB maybe three, four, five preseason games, and and in the NBA, you know, same thing, three, four, five, and you move on with it. I, I mean, so, uh, the the NBA is another one. Why why even have a preseason? You're playing so many games in a year. You, it, you're, it's guaranteed that you're you're gonna get hurt at some point in time in the season. It's you're surprised if somebody actually makes it all the way through a baseball or a basketball season without having to take a game off for something. So I'm saying alleviate that. The 200-game baseball season is absolutely ridiculous to me. College football doesn't have a – they don't have a preseason. College basketball, they have like – Duke might play one Presbyterian in an exhibition game before they suit up for the regular season. If college doesn't need a preseason, why the pros? I'm just, I'm, money. I'm at a law. That's, that's it. Money. That's, but that's it. the thing. But that's also the thing. You could make more money by turning those three preseason games to now regular season games. And now you have a 20 game schedule instead of a 17 game schedule. You now have 20 games, no preseason. We could have played, you know, seven games by now with you know, still it, the, the same amount remaining. The, the, 
the thing about the preseason games that bothers me is that you're paying the same amount of money to see a preseason game as you do for a regular season game. Why am I doing that? Why am I doing that? I'm not going to get to see... I mean, for a second there, I didn't think we would see Baker Mayfield play in the preseason. Yeah. Uh, Why am I paying almost the same amount of money for a preseason game as... As for, okay, what is, what is Dr. Dog doing? I, I'm sorry. I mean, ever since you made, I, I, I may be a nuisance on this episode. That's fine. But ever since you made that comment, you said, you know, you know, players are going into the season, you know, uh, almost expecting to get hurt. Like, and I'm just thinking back, like, man, you know, 2020 Cam Newton did not get hurt once all season long. But you can continue with what you were saying. Um, with I, that, I, I mean, I I'm going to end this guys. segment with with two things to enlighten people. First off, your father said that Jake has no common sense, <laughs> and secondly, your father said that Burley Gunner runs bases like an elephant. So. <laughs> are you- On that note, everyone, we're out of here. Y'all have a great week. See ya.